Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello. Welcome to USA Global TV and Radio. My name is Caroline Heward. Our show today is Talking Heads. I'm an expert presenter on today's topic, which is navigating the uh, social media around Christmas, around the festive season. And it's part of the Mind and Body Connection series. Let's begin. Now, you know, I always like to start with a quote. So tonight I'm going to start with a Lady Gaga quote. The scrutiny that young people face on social media can lead to anxiety, depression, and even suicidal thoughts, Lady Gaga. Now, this is true because of the need to conform, the need to be seen as everybody else is seen. Now, we do know, I am sure, that uh, when we're on social media, we tend to put our best case forward, our best pictures, our best events, our best experiences. And so when we're on social media, it can be seen almost as if like life is perfect. And it isn't, because social media is a snapshot in time. But what can happen if we get very caught up in social media is that we can believe that everybody's life is perfect. And when we're feeling with a low mood, anxiety or depression even, it can actually lead to further depression and even suicidal thoughts. The social media dilemma. I'm sure this picture resonates with you. We now are in a world and an environment where many of us are on our phones. Our phone has become the walking computer. And when it was a computer and everything was on the computer, we had to be, we were desk bound and we had to be sitting in front of a large screen. But now we can be sitting in front of or standing or talking in front of our small screens, our phone screens. And this picture depicts four people together and yet they're not interacting with each other. They're interacting with their fame. Now, this is a social media dilemma because we didn't used to do that before social media. And it hasn't been around for that long. I remember learning about social media in 2007 and set up an account uh, with Facebook at that time, feeling it was quite overwhelming. So it hasn't really been that long. And yet, with the uh, onslaught of social media platforms coming up, all sorts of different platforms, and the smartphone ever in our face as a computer, a mini computer, 
where we can almost hold everything that we need to do in the thing and run a business. So what happens when we're in our phones in this way? You can see these four young people are in their phones and they look quite happy. They look engaged in their phone. Our eyes were not meant to be staring at screens all day. I promise you, our eyes were meant to see the sun, they were meant to see nature, and we were meant to be engaged person to person, rather than in the screen. But this is the reality of how a lot of us are right now. And what's wrong with this is that we've become attached to our fame. And it's almost like if you haven't got your fame, you will start to feel attention and intensity of what you're missing. But this is a reality, certainly for our young people that have been brought up with fames and only ever in social media. But these four people that are standing together are not really connecting. They're not really together. And so what's happened is we've lost sight of the physical social media the physical social interaction has been taken over by the screen social media. So this really surprised me. And um, when I was organising this presentation, I thought that this was a really good quote to give you. So social media, the addiction to dopamine. Every time, every time, we get a notification on our phone. It gives us an instant hit of dopamine. Now dopamine is the nice, the friendly, the happy stuff that's in the brain. The chemical that makes us feel amazing. It makes us feel really good. And we get a hit, an instant hit of dopamine. This is what happens when somebody uh, takes a drug they get an instant hit of dopamine, that feel-good stuff. So this is why our fame and our social media notification can become an addiction. It, it is a well-known fact that the, when somebody doesn't have their phone, they feel a social media uh, backlash of not being in their phone, of not seeing what's happening to everybody else. And there is a fear, an absolute fear, if, if they've not got their phone, they're missing things. And it has the detrimental effect of not giving us the dopamine. It gives us the cortisol, which is a stressor. Now, social media has an interesting dichotomy it puts us into a space of comparing ourselves with other people. It can't, you can't help but compare. So the comparison trap can actually really harm us. As soon as you step into the place of comparing and contrasting, you will never ever be satisfied. You are always looking for what's wrong with me. That person seems to be better. And so as soon as you step into comparing yourself with another person, with their achievements, the way they look, 
with their body, with their makeup, with what they're doing. As soon as you start doing that, you then become dissatisfied with your own life and your own sense of security of being you. It increases depression. So if you are already in a state of depression, it increases your state of depression. Let me say that again. If you are already in a state of depression, it will increase your state of depression. So what do I mean by that? If you are in that state of depression, whatever you're looking at will jump out at you and increase that level because you're only going to be looking for what's wrong with you, what's not working for you. And everything is vibration. And whatever frequency that you're resonating at will bring about more of what you're focused on. So if you're not feeling that you're having a great time, what will happen is that you will see everything that shows up that you're not having a great time. If you are focused on not being able to afford to do things, which has created a depression and an anxiety, you will see posts that make you feel more of what you haven't got. Because this is how frequency works. Everything is frequency and vibration. It's amazing what can happen when you start playing with this, when you start comparing yourself with someone else or something else, or somebody else's achievements, you will always come out worse. So comparing yourself is the space of madness. It can create a poor body image. It doesn't matter what you look like, you will consistently see people with crazy, incredible figures, really amazing bodies, because that's what social media puts out to us. It portrays how much we should look a certain way or be a certain way, act a certain way. It puts out there how we should look, which 90% of the time is wrong. So one of the things that happens is some people use filters. Some people are very clever and disguise facial uh, features and they slim their bodies down, slim their face down. And so when you actually meet that person, that person is not who you thought they were because of all the filters that they've been using. And so when you see these very perfect figures, these very perfect people that have used filters, and only use their best pictures that show their best side, you can be sure that you will feel not so good about your own body image. But this is not just festive time. This is all the time. This is in any aspect of your year. This is particular in festive season where people are posting really, really positive posts about how wonderful their life is. And they will be posting shots of their wonderful experiences. And when we're comparing and contrasting what you're doing and what you're experiencing, there is never, never the space for you to feel great. 
if you are feeling well or not feeling well, it can actually make you feel worse. This comparing, everybody's doing wonderful things. They're telling you about how wonderful their life is and their health is. And you might be suffering in bed under the duvet with a cold. This is normal. Colds happen. Illness happens. But when you are faced with scrolling consistently and seeing all these very positive posts about how wonderful people's lives are in this lead up to the festive occasion, the end of year festivities, you can be forgiven for thinking that everybody's life is amazing. You know, when you actually speak to someone physically, personally, when you connect with them, from a level of not on social media, but from a, a level of personal connection, you will find all is not how it looks on social media. Social media, because of pushing out this image of how we should look, can create eating disorders in some people that feel overweight. So can you see that this comparison trap can actually create so much harm physically, emotionally, and mentally. I want to talk about FOMO. I had a client that uh, told me that he had FOMO, and I had to ask him, it was about, about three, four years ago. I said, what is that? What the hell is FOMO? And then he had to explain to me, it's fear of missing out. And I thought, wow. And this is a real thing for some people. On social media, there is this huge approach of everybody putting all their best stuff out there. So if they're on a very exotic holiday, if they're in an exotic restaurant, if they're um, watching a, an incredible movie, if they're having uh, a meal at a, a really updated um, a wonderful restaurant. Um, have you seen people taking pictures of their food, how wonderful the food is where they're at? This is going to increase this fear of missing out. I'm not one for posting pictures of food. And at the same time, when I see pictures of food, I do think, wow, that's a really nice meal. I wonder what that restaurant is. That sounds like a nice restaurant and it's not in my town. But this fear of missing out is really great. It's a huge thing for many people to handle. Because if your finances aren't right at this time of year, when everybody's going out and fine wining and dining, you will feel that you're missing out. And especially in our current times, our estranged times, where people are struggling with their work, with with the rising, rising inflation, rising prices, we're not all able to do the things that we used to do. But there are some people that are still able to do those things. There are some people that are fine wining and dining and going on wonderful holidays. And if there is a financial situation where you're not earning as much money, then it will bring up a fear of missing out. There is an old cliche that you only live once, which I actually don't believe because you live every day. 
every day you live. You only die once, but you live every day. And Christmas, the festive season, in America it's Thanksgiving, in November uh, for for the Brits, it's um, Christmas towards the end of the year and New Year. Uh, there is a festivity occasion for many people back end of November and December. And there is this huge outcry of everything having to be right. So when we're scrolling on our social media, yes, when we're scrolling versus pasting, and I do say this literally, when we are scrolling versus pasting, you can be forgiven for seeing lots of posts that show everyone is having a great time. But before social media, way, way before social media, we would take pictures of family occasions and occasions when we were doing things. And I consider that social media is a snapshot in time a snapshot of a moment. And just like the old fashioned photograph, it was a snapshot of a moment. Now, when you take the snapshot of a moment, it's very posed. You're gathering together in this group, looking like you're having fun, waving, smiling. But maybe the few minutes before that, you weren't in that place. Maybe there was uh, a conversation that was difficult. But in that snapshot, in that moment that you took the picture, whether it be on social media or in the old-fashioned analogue, there was a moment we posed for the camera. We posed to make it look good, to create the good memories. And when somebody is scrolling consistently, it increases anxiety, it increases stress and depression, especially if there's lots of positive posts and you personally may not be feeling that positive. Your life is not as good as everybody else's. And this can cause a detrimental effect on our mental health. So although social media is good in the sense that it can access to our families, our friends, even though it's wonderful to have those conversations. I think it's amazing that you can press a button with the phone icon and you can make a call to somebody on the other side of the world from your phone on social media. I feel that's amazing. So there's some really, really wonderful things for social media. So it's not all bad, but these are some things that can harm us. Now, when we don't post, it might be because we don't feel we have anything positive to add. Some people, some very honest people in their integrity or brave people post when things are not good. And suddenly there's an outcry and there's a pouring of love, attention, affection, hugs. It's wonderful. And it also makes me realise that it's okay to post when you're not okay. And certainly at this time of year, when many families are coming together, there is also the other side to the coin, where many people are alone 
maybe there's a disagreement in the family and they're not meeting their family. Maybe their family are no longer with them anymore. Maybe they're in a different country, a different town, a different city, and it's difficult for them to get across to see their family. They don't have the same effect and the same feel-good things as everyone else's when they're having their Christmas, their festive season time. And this can cause more anxiety and depression because they squirrel rather than paste. And that's because they feel everyone else is having a great time and they're not. Social media changes relationships. Relationships are harder now because conversations become texting, arguments become phone calls, and feelings become status updates. I'm sure that you've seen the status update saying in a relationship. It's a positive thing. Have you seen the status updates where it says single again? And then there's sometimes an outpour of what happened. So it's become very public when something doesn't go right. There's even a, a status that says it's complicated. And it's because we are so in tune with social media and how we look that our conversations become stilted because we're conversing to a screen now how can this affect us if we are having a challenge at christmas time in our festive season and you've got on your social status that things are difficult it's almost like you feel afraid to say that life isn't wonderful so it's a text message Ever been dumped at this time of year by text? Ever had a message that said, sorry, can't make it, something's come up, New Year, Christmas Eve, those big, big times, Thanksgiving, that ball that you've got dressed up for. These things happen and it's because there's a pressure, there's a social pressure to conform, to be smiley, to be happy to be like everything is wonderful. It isn't wonderful for some people. It's not normal, it's not real to be happy all of the time. And our festive occasions, what they do is they bring together, they heighten, if there is something not working, it heightens what's not working. And it gives us an incredible pressure to be happy, to conform to show that everything is good, that the family is all good, that the finances are flowing, that the presents are flowing, that the relationships are wonderful. But that's not real for some people. It's not all good. For some, there's sickness. There's family disagreements. For some, there's relationship breakdowns. For some, there's a place where it's difficult in that relationship, and maybe abuse in the relationship, physical, emotional, or mental. So let's be real that everybody isn't okay at Christmas, and it is okay to not be okay in our festive season. And but the, the conformity to show that everything is wonderful can lead to challenges in what we post and when we post. 
And sometimes people don't post at all when things are difficult and they only post their great stuff. And so the person that isn't posting and scrolls believes that everybody is having a great time. Isn't it interesting when somebody disappears off social media for about a month, you almost don't notice it until they come back and go, oh, I wondered what would happen to you. And this is because there are so many in social media. There is so much going on that our attention is taken. So it changes our relationships about the way that we communicate. I've known people be in the same room and send a text message or a social media message to their partner and then drop a love, uh, love this, social, this status and they're in the same room. I find it interesting, I find it amusing, and I find it hilarious. And at the same time, I see that it's a showing of affection as well. It depends on how much you're in your frame, how much you're in your screen. And sometimes it's what we used to call public displays of affection. This is how you can publicly display your affection for someone else whether you're in a relationship, whether you're with family, whether you're with friends, this is where you can publicly display your affection, your kindness, your compassion, which is good in some respects. But then when you're showing up and being argumentative and angry, does that give you the same feel good? I don't believe it does. But there are many people that have their arguments and social media for all to see. Before social media wouldn't do that. But this festive season is the time that things can get heated and things can come up for people because we're together, we're thrown together for a period of days. But when things are heated and things are not working, then things can actually get very difficult. And this can lead to depression because you can be forgiven for thinking that everyone else is having a wonderful time. Believe me, not everyone is. It's not normal to be thrown together in your family and expect everything to be okay. Because if it wasn't okay before, it might not be okay when you meet. And things may be strained, which makes things worse. This is the reality of social media for many, that they're sitting alone, with their in a dark room because the screen gives them light, and they're scrolling and looking to see what other people are doing. I almost think this is a modern form of voyeurism, that we're seeking to see what other people are doing. There are what we call lurkers rather than people that post. This person, it looks like he's lurking to see what's going on. And many of us do that. We do that because we want to know what's going on, because we're interested. We want to observe. We're interested because we want to see how our lives compare with the other person. Can you see how this can create a challenge with our mental health and how it can create a challenge of stress, anxiety, or depression. When we see likes and comments, 
they can become addictive. Let me say that again. When we get a like or a comment, they can become addictive. And that's because the likes and the comments, they both release dopamine. And that's the same neurotransmitter that's released in the brain during drug use. So there's a ping. If you've got your, um, your social media alerts on, there is a ping when something comes up, whether it's a comment or whether it's a like. Now, some people are using these as a boost to their dopamine. And if they don't get the likes that they desire, that they put out as a comment, as a post, they start to get upset or offended. If they put a new picture up, they start to feel uncomfortable. Some people take it down. They don't get enough likes. They don't get enough comments. Some will repost. Maybe it was the wrong time of day. But can you see that this can all create challenges because it's not real. And yet the dopamine fix is real. The dopamine that's released in the brain is real. It either makes you feel good or it creates a cortisol effect, which makes you feel stressed if you're not getting the hit. Now, something else that happens is that in order to get this dopamine fix, we can almost, in our imagination, hear a, a, a ting or hear when there is um, a comment or a like, hear the alert when there is no alert. And it's because the brain is hearing uh, a, a, an alert that isn't actually there. It creates the sound of the alert to feel good, to release the dopamine. And then when you look and there isn't a comment or a like or a love, then that has the opposite effect. Cyberbullying on social media has caused several suicides. And if somebody is being cyberbullied, this is where they can get you, not only when you're out and about in your work uh, for young people at school or college or university, but they're actually able to reach you in your most personal spaces, in your home, late at night. And late at night in your home, when there's no escape, this can actually have a big effect, especially on our young people. And so it's important to see how the brain can be affected by something that isn't actually physical. It's hurting our mental and emotional brain. And so when this dopamine fix comes out, let's find out how we can increase that dopamine experience without reaching out and needing a like or a comment. Give yourself a hug or reach out in the real world and get a hug from someone. If you give somebody a hug or give yourself a hug, it releases something called oxytocin and it it moves you into a state of feeling really, really good. So the reality of social media is that it can increase isolation, cyberbullying. It reduces your privacy, your privacy in your own home. 
they can get to you in your own home because everything is there. Even in the twee hours of the morning, it can increase anxiety. It can give you unrealistic expectations of what should be, but rather what isn't. It can increase depression. False connections is, uh, is something that for people that have a lot of connections, that uh, they have a lot of friends on their social media, that they don't really end up being highly communicative with many people because there are so many. And if we rely on the amount of people that we're connected with on social media, and we have that as a yardstick as to how wonderful we are because of how many connections we have, it's a false representation of our true friends and our true connections. From a personal perspective, when in a business perspective, this is where we do want those connections. But from a personal perspective, having 5,000 friends on Facebook, for instance, is not helpful. And many people that are using social media only for personal reasons will have a smaller amount of friends because they are real friends. When using it from the perspective of using it for business, then many people have over 5,000. And that's because it's been used from a different perspective. But this will give you, if you're using it for a personal reason, a false connection that isn't real. Have you ever been on social media and you've scrolled and scrolled and scrolled and you're still there? It's one o'clock in the morning. It's two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock. And suddenly you've realised the time. It's difficult to sleep because while you're holding the phone and in that screen, it actually makes the brain very alert and makes you hyperactive which will reduce your need to sleep. When you put the phone down, your eyes will feel tired. So it will reduce the amount of hours that you are sleeping because you are connected to your phone. It can increase stress. And obviously from a work situation, it can decrease your productivity because you're going to work tired. And being in social media all of the time, it can increase your level of isolation, of not feeling part of a group of people, of that family situation, of that group of friends that have met and, and dined out. It can actually create this form of isolation that you're not part of what everybody else is part of. So this is the reality for many people. And you'll be surprised when people aren't feeling okay, how little they post. And when things are okay, that they post plenty. And it's because of keeping up with, you know, when, when I was growing up, we used to call it keeping up with the Joneses, that you would, you would make sure that you were seen to be doing all the right things. But actually behind closed doors, all isn't as it should be. Let's look at comparison and action. Selfies. Have you seen the people that will have their phone up and then they're taking a picture, snap, and that's the moment in time. 
But these selfies, if they really are very intently posting selfies, this could be for getting, for getting validation that they look good and they feel good. A selfie now and again is good if it's for something, for reasons. But when somebody is constantly posting selfies, maybe six a day, then it has to be questioned. Why? What are they looking for in posting many selfies? Especially in our festive time. Because if they're snapping here, there and everywhere, how much are they being present in the moment of the experience that they're in, if they're constantly in selfies. Happy family snaps. I mentioned this earlier on in our present in this presentation. Taking the happy in inverted commas family snaps as opposed to the posing for those family snaps for social media. I don't like and I quite like the posed ones because I don't like being pictured, um, taking a picture of when I'm eating. And some people are quite happy with that. I think that's kind of a, a thing that's um, something that's personal, you know, but if you've been eating and then everybody says, right then let's have a family photograph. That seems to be the norm. But then when there are many family happy snaps, I wonder, and it's just a thought for you to consider, I wonder how much time they're really being present in their family versus being present to social media and posting the family snaps. Of course, it's okay to post family snaps, but if you're there for an hour taking pictures, how much are you really enjoying being with the family as opposed to taking the snaps? Holidays. Some people have really grandiose holidays and going off to really lovely places. And then they're taking snaps, pictures for social media the whole time. I wonder, and that's a rhetorical question, how much are they in their holiday versus how much are they taking the snaps, the social media selfies to be seen? How much of that are they really, really enjoying? Followers. Sometimes you have many followers and the amount of followers dictates how you feel. If you lose a follower, if you lose like 10 or 20 or 30 followers, there might be a feeling of, oh no, what did I do wrong? Which post was it that upset them? But it's a true fact that some people, they don't always keep up with their social media or they're, they're culling their social media. These things happen. But some people get upset when they lose their followers, they lose friends. Some people use social media as a validation tool to show up as who they are showing themselves to be rather than who they really are. And this can cause challenges with imposter syndrome, showing up to be who you think people want you to be versus who you really are. It can create a huge amount of loneliness and a feeling that everybody else is having a great time. I'd like to engage in escaping the social media just for a bit of fun. I invite you to put your phone away 
when you reach your family, when you meet your friends. I invite you to put your phone away and put it on silent or turn it off. How many times have you been out where the phones are out, you're with a group of people, family or friends, and the phones are out and people are checking their social media? Put them away. You will be incredulized as how much you will enjoy that time with your family and friends when your phone is not with you. Listen to the people around you. And when you're listening, it's absolutely possible to engage. It does create an eye-to-eye contact and a physical contact of connection. You'll be surprised how much that can lift your spirit and lift you into feeling amazing. What you think you're getting, what you're getting from the social media, when you're being present with the people around you, you'll be amazed at how invigorating it can be for you, how enlightening it can be for you, and how much fun it can be for you. Humour. Express your humour in any way that you feel that's right for you when you're in your social gatherings. Because humour is one of the best things to get that feel good. You know, that dopamine hit that you get when you have a like or a comment. When you use humour, you will feel incredulized and amazing. You will feel wonderful. Because when you laugh down into the belly, when you laugh all the way down into the belly, this is how children laugh. When you laugh down there, you will feel incredible. You will feel good. You will not only feel good, but you will feel more alive than that dopamine fix that you get when you get a like or a comment. Take a social media break. Literally, take a break from all activities of social media. Do physical activities like exercise, walking, doing something with your friends and family, wanting and dining out, without the media. It is fun and it's possible to have fun. I always like to end on a much more happier note. Because when I was growing up, before social media, this is what people looked like. They were there on the trains, buses, tubes, and they were in their newspapers. So next time you hear someone say technology is making us antisocial, show them this picture. The difference with this picture is that they weren't hooked into the system of taking out their newspaper all the time. They were able to put it down. So they took their news in in different ways. Rather than being part of the news and creating the news, they actually took their information in in this way from a printed format. Social media can bring you friends, can bring you connections, but it also can bring you a state of depression, especially when you step into the place of comparing yourself with other people's lives. Thank you for your attention and your interest. Please subscribe to USA Global channel, to our YouTube channel, which is USA Global TV and Radio. You can find 
all of our Talking Heads episodes under the playlist Talking Heads 2022. You'll find all of my Talking Heads episodes under my name, Caroline Heward, Talking Heads 2022. Please do reach out to me if I may be of service to you. You can reach me on no more stress at live.co.uk. Drop me an email or call if you're international plus 44. If you're local, zero. 7523-120-189. I offer a free consultation on Zoom, Skype or call. There is no requirement to have your camera on and you will have a much better experience if I can see you. Reach out and allow me to help you feel better, feel more relaxed and I offer that free consultation to bust through your stress. And it's been my pleasure for this lesson, to deliver this lesson today. Thank you.